Kaylin Robina had been a town staple since we were kids. She owned the biggest, and more than likely only, mansion in all of Melancholy Falls, up on Jupiter Hill. No one really knows how she amassed her fortune, but when you donate a lot of it to the town that you live in, no one asks questions. She didn't often open up her home to parties, so I assume Zayn saw this as an opportunity to finally get in there to see what she had. With all eyes on him for the evening, I assume that's why he recruited us. I mean, it's cool and all that you get to go, but he couldn't swing for three invites? Although Buddy was helping me get ready, he was less than pleased that he couldn't attend. I'm not sure what his grudge is against you, but yeah, not a cool move. You're lucky I kept this tuxedo. I haven't worn it since... Well, it's, it's just been a while. Hey, I'm just glad it fits me. I never liked wearing these things anyway. It just feels so restricted. You look good, though. I'm still not entirely sure what I'm supposed to be doing in there, or what I'm even looking for. Well, it's going to be a huge party. Just look around for signs of anything being off, and pretend you're lost if you get caught. Okay, this is why you should be going instead of me. I'm not the chosen one, dude. That honor is all yours. And what was with Amy getting involved, too? Well, considering Zane seems to know a lot about you, maybe he knows your history, too. Maybe he wanted to play into that, so you two look comfortable together at the gala. I could have easily gone alone. Alone draws suspicion. Together seems normal. Define once in the last few weeks where my life has been normal. Fair, but when life hands you lemons, you find the person they gave the tequila and salt to and make friends. Amy's here! Now, don't screw up this bow tie. It took me way too long to get it right. Yes, mother. Wow, Amy, you look great. I watched as Buddy stepped away from the door to let Amy in. She looked beautiful. I'm not sure where she got that dress from, but it was a gorgeous black gown that was more than fitting for the evening's gala. Hey, Buddy. Hey, Johnny. You look fantastic. Oh, thanks. I borrowed this from a friend. You don't look so bad yourself. All right, let's get going, you two. We don't want to be late, do we? What are you going to do while we're in there? Wait outside creepily in my car in case you need my help, of course. Now come on, let's go! Buddy drove us to the Robina mansion and dropped us off at the bottom of the driveway. He promised to wait up the block in case we needed him, and left Amy and I to walk up the winding path. So, is this what you meant when you said you solve weird problems? To a degree. I mean, life has been pretty strange since I came back to Melancholy Falls. Stranger than wear bunnies? You don't know the half of it. Well, if we're supposed to be here together, we might as well pretend to be together. Shall we? Amy put her arm out, waiting for me to take it. I looked in her eyes and saw the same twinkle I knew from all those years we had grown up together. I hesitated to take it at first, but once she smiled at me, I couldn't resist. After you, my lady. Thank you, kind sir. Welcome to the Rabina Mansion for the Citizen of the Year Gala. Your invitations, please. I produced the two invites that Zane had given us for my jacket pocket and handed them over to the doorwoman. She looked over them quickly before handing them back and allowing us to pass. Enjoy the party! Wow, this place is huge! The mansion, though packed with people, was gigantic. We were only standing in the entrance hall, but it might as well have been a ballroom. It went back as far as I could see, and there were rooms off to each side. People mingled about, wearing their formal best, and I can tell they were all quite wealthy. I wondered how many of the people in the room I had seen earlier, just with those black masks covering their faces. Well, we're in. What do we do now? 
It seems like it would be a shame to get right to work, don't you think? What do you mean? Well, like you said, we're here. We might as well enjoy ourselves. The band struck up a slow number as I offered my hand to Amy. Amid others making their way closer to the band to dance, Amy smiled and took my hand as we followed suit. When we were in the middle of the crowd, she placed her hand on my back and my arm went around her waist. Almost as if we had never missed a beat, we began to dance, with Amy taking the lead. (laughs) You were never any good at dancing. I never got any better, I'm sure. Nope. No, you didn't. But don't worry. We can fake it. We danced around the floor, in and out of other couples doing the same, but I didn't even register them around us. For those brief few moments, she placed her head on my chest, and nothing else seemed to exist. We may not have talked through things yet, but it didn't matter. We were here, together, again. The talisman, quiet for the last few days, began to heat up against my chest. Whether it was a reaction to Amy's close proximity or something else, I couldn't be sure. But the heat of it began to spread to my cheeks, causing me to blush. Perhaps she caught a bit of it too, because I can tell her face was just as red. As the song began to wind down, Amy looked at me and our eyes locked. My heart began to beat faster and faster. And all those feelings I had tried to bury came rushing back up to the surface again. Johnny, I... I tried to respond, but I didn't have the time. Before I knew it, Amy's lips were on mine. The noise of the room faded out of my head as her arms slipped around me and mine did the same. But just as soon as it happened, it was over and she took a step back. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... No, that that was... It's okay, really, it's, it's fine. There was a moment of awkward silence between us then, but neither of us had to say anything to make up for it. Excuse me, may I have everyone's attention, please? On the grand staircase to our left, Kaylin Robina stood in an elegant white gown, clinking her wine glass so everyone would look in her direction. Standing a step down from her was a meek-looking man in glasses, wearing a tuxedo. He looked as if he felt out of place at the gathering, but faithfully stood by her side. The talisman's heat increased. This time, I was sure it wasn't from Amy. It was definitely reacting to Kaylin. For those of you who don't know, my name is Kaylin Robina, and this is my husband, Michael. We are honored to host all of you in our home this evening, aren't we, Michael? Yes, dear, we are. We're all here tonight to help us celebrate the man of the hour, Mr. Zane Sanguine. Where are you, Zane? Get up here. Deep within the crowd, Zane waved and started to make his way towards the staircase. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, you, oh, you flatter me so. Uh, thank you, thank you, please, please. Oh, delightful. Oh, oh, hello, yes. <laughs> he stopped just below Kaylin and her husband and bowed graciously. Zane has been a part of this town's family for many years, and we are so thankful for his support and generosity in helping to make Melancholy Falls the best town in New Jersey. This evening, we will present Zane with the prestigious Citizen of the Year Award for his years of service to our community. While the award is usually presented by the highest ranking member of the City Council, unfortunately, Mayor De Palma is still indisposed, so Victor Bolvin will do the honors in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, Zane, do you have anything to say? I'll save my speech for later, so I will just say thank you for this great esteemed honor. Well deserved. Now remember, our home is open to you all to enjoy this evening, so by all means, feel free to enjoy our extensive rare art collections located in our galleries. We just ask that you do not go into the East Wing as we're, uh, renovating it, and it is not quite ready yet. But other than that, enjoy the party! 
Nice of them to let strangers wander all over their house for this thing. I think as soon as they start the official ceremony part, we should probably take a look around. Where do we start? Well, the East Wing is off limits. It's probably a good place to start. And if we get caught? Like Buddy said, we were just looking for a bathroom, and how did we ever wind up here? I think for this, I'll let you take the lead. Alright, follow me. As we began to make our way through the crowd, I glanced up to the staircase and made eye contact with Zane. He gave me a look that seemed to say good luck, but considering how poorly we interpreted his looks last time, I couldn't be sure. Instead, I just nodded and made our way toward the east wing. Though the main room was filled with people, thankfully that was where most of them stayed. The hallway leading to the east wing was deserted. Well, this works out nicely for us. What are the chances that the doors actually unlock, though? Chances are... pretty good. Come on, let's go. We both slipped quietly through the door and closed it behind us without a sound. The party was muted through the heavy door, so it was just us, alone with the silence and a vast collection of artifacts. Oh, wow. What is all this stuff? Looking around, the room was filled with a wide variety of objects, from ancient-looking items to more modern-day knickknacks. Everything was meticulously placed and on display. Amy started to check them all out. Well, at the very least, Mrs. Robina has an eclectic taste in collectibles. Check this one out. She pointed to a doll sitting in a display, locked behind a glass case. I guess this doll really means a lot to her. Nobody's getting in there without a few keys. Maybe just a childhood memento she really likes? That's one hell of an attachment, then. How about this one? I motioned toward another display case that held an ancient-looking spear, with a bit of red on its tip. I don't even want to know. This one is a little freaky, too. She was talking about a painting of a crying boy, whose tear-stained face was both heartbreaking and nightmare-inducing. However, I am insanely curious what this is. Next to the painting was an old portable phonograph, its silver casing shining from the overhead lights. There's even a record on it! The Raggedy Man. Wow, it's an Edison record. You know how old this thing is? I wonder if it still plays. Amy pressed one of the buttons on the phonograph, and the turntable sprang to life. Oh, wow, it sounds pretty good. What is all this stuff, though? Amy began to wander the room again, looking over the things on display as I followed behind her. Why is this place off limits and not the rest of the house? It doesn't look like it's going through much of a renovation right now. That's because it's not. We both turned our heads toward the door, where Kaylin Robina had silently come in from, and apparently been watching us for the last few minutes. She stood near the phonograph, the player's needle in her hand. It's an interesting song, no? My husband actually came across it in a pawn shop here in town a few weeks ago and had to have it. Oh, uh, Mrs. Robina, we're really sorry. We were just looking for a bathroom and we kind of got mixed up and- Uh, spare me. I've heard every excuse in the book. People always want to come and see where they are told not to go. We didn't mean anything by it. We just wanted to see what was- It's our private collection, if you must know. Everything else around the house is open to the public, but this one is a little more precious than most. Well, it's all really nice, but we don't want to be any worry, so we'll just go back to the party. These are all things that we have collected over the years that have been deemed too dangerous by society at large. Everything in this room has some sort of dark history attached to it, which is why we keep this wing off limits. Things such as Thomas Busby's chair here, or this, the Bassano vase, or the Dubbock box, and the Raggedy Man record you just had to listen to. All here, tucked safely away from prying eyes, like yours. 
It dawned on me then that this was exactly the type of thing Zane wanted us to find. But I'm sure he would have preferred we not get caught. It's understandable why you don't want anyone in here. Right, we're really sorry. We'll just be on our way. Amy and I tried to make our way past Kaylin, but she took a step forward and blocked our path. Behind her, her husband Michael entered the room and pointed a gun in our direction. Actually, I think you both are going to stay a while. Return Home, Episode 5, Spirit of Greed. You just listened to Part 2 of 4. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Retorno, Michaela Onetto, Cleve North, Evelyn Baruch, BJ Grip, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? comments entranced by the private collection of artifacts send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you until next time pleasant dreams